Hey, everybody. We're in the midst of a few months of focusing on movement skills for climbers. But honestly, I'm not happy with just putting more info out there. So we're making an effort to not only collect the dots, but to connect the dots. And the main place I'm doing that is in our monthly newsletter, The Current. Once a month in your inbox, you'll get not a sales email, but my recent light bulb moments or interrogations of how we've always done things and what we could maybe be doing better. You'll also get the dots connected for you between all of the podcast episodes, blog posts, YouTube videos, and more so that together we can learn, grow, and excel. The link is right there in your show notes. Thanks for the support. My name is Carrie Cooper. I use the gnarly BCAs before and during a workout. If I go on a long day out, I definitely pack the hydrate with me in a separate bottle. And then if it's a long day, I'll drink the protein kind of during that as well and eat real food. But usually if it's just a workout, um, I'll drink the gnarly the way. I like the chocolate one the best. <laughs> After workout. What's up, everybody? I am your host, Chris Hampton. Welcome to episode 62 of the Power Company podcast, brought to you by PowerCompanyClimbing.com. You know, if I have mentioned lately that it's been a rough week, which I'm sure I have because I've had a string of those, um, I apologize. This this last week has been rough for the whole community, and uh, when I've had time to process it, I will definitely be talking more. Uh, for now... We're going to get back to our regularly scheduled program and uh, and just, just expect to hear more on, on this week's events. Um, this is the final episode of the Gnarly Trilogy that we've been working on. And, and I mentioned in one of the other episodes that I had a tough time convincing Gnarly that they should, you know, let me really talk about their product. And... The reason I wanted to do that is because I had seen Gnarly all over the internet, just like you guys have. Um, they're really good at marketing, you know, they're, they're in your face, and it's not obtrusive. It makes me want to, to learn more about it, and, and that's what I strive for in my own marketing, and no doubt many of you have found me for that, that exact reason. And, uh, but like, you know, I'm a, I'm a skeptic by nature, so when I see something like that, I'm automatically like, oh, it's too good to be true, I, you know, I don't believe it, it's all hype, and I wanted to see for myself, so I did get Gnarly Product and checked it out, and I liked what I found, and, you know, I'm still not a supplement person, I, I will continue to use the BCAAs because I believe in them, I will continue to use the the way and sometimes the feast when I'm extremely busy. And we'll be learning a lot about those in this episode, but um, I'm still not a, a supplement person. I'm definitely a whole food, get your energy from there when you can 
um, kind of person. And, and I appreciate that Gnarly is the same way. So I'm going to go ahead and jump into this episode talking about all of the Gnarly products uh, with Dr. Shannon O'Grady. We like to characterize our company as more of a nutrition company. And I think if you can meet all of your nutritional needs with whole foods, then you should go for it. back again we've returned um you've given me tons of great info shannon on the bcaas and the protein and and those things in general but i'd also really like to talk about what gnarly has to offer what your products are and and because i believe that part of my job as a podcaster is to tell my audience what they have available to them Mm -hmm. and and I appreciate the values that Gnarly keeps and what you guys create. And we've tried out the products. Um, all four of us, Nate, Paul, Blake, and myself, have tried out quite a few of the products and had great experience with them. Good. So I want to let everybody know what you guys have and why or how they should use these things. Sure. So we've let's just go product to product where should we start um well let's start with uh gnarly pump um okay just because creatine i think um is one of the supplements that climbers can get a lot of um benefit from okay and um, i've heard a lot of different you know mixed reviews on creatine sure. and, yeah and i mentioned before that i tried it when i was a lot younger and into bodybuilding a little bit and and it, you know, at the time, I just ended up gaining weight on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm curious what the deal with it is now and what people are saying. So. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I think weight gain is definitely part of creatine mm-hmm. supplementation. You yep. know, it, and some people need weight gain. Right. I mean, climbers, the answer isn't always lose weight. Right. You know, sometimes you need to gain some muscle to get stronger. Yeah. And that's okay yeah and there's there's weight gain from putting on muscle mass and then um creatine also uh causes um your cells to hold on to more water water. retention right? yeah so there's water retention and um most of what i've seen and read is that can vary between one to two percent of of total body weight um which in and of itself uh for you know, the benefit of, of being hydrated and, Mm -hmm. and the role that hydration can play and having, uh, you know, healthy tendons and also in muscle function can also be seen as a benefit, but in, in a sport that's, you know, really, uh, where weight, uh, power to weight ratio becomes, you know, pretty important. I can understand why people are concerned about that. Uh Um, so those are the, the major, you know, weight gain is a major concern. I think there's a misconception that that creatine is really bad for you mm-hmm. um, and is is per, in particular bad on your kidneys. I mean, similar to what we talked about with protein, um, the groups that really that, that that that's true for are people that have some kind of 
serious kidney disease and kidney dysfunction, right. um, then then supplementing with creatine is not necessarily a good idea. But okay, so we've we've talked about those things. Um, how does creatine work? So creatine yep. is is naturally occurring. Um, it's made up of two amino acids, I believe, glycine and arginine, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and cre- and it's naturally present in in meat. So we take it in as part of our you know everyday diet. Okay. Um, on on this point, I'll say before, I, so I don't forget to say this: is some of the people that respond best to creatine are vegetarians and vegans. Because, because they don't get it naturally in their diet, they as get much? much less. Right, their muscular stores of creatine are, are much lower. Sure, and you're going to, you're going to see a, an increased response to creatine if you're elevating your creatine levels, you know, beyond what they naturally are with supplementation. So gotcha. the bigger the elevation, the bigger sense. the response. So you you take in creatine; it's stored in your muscles as phosphocreatine. Mm-hmm. And why that's important is because that little phosphate group is donated to um, adenosine diphosphate or ADP to make ATP. Right. And ATP is kind of the powerhouse. Right. Um, and so it takes the kind of ATP is responsible for the power generation in our muscles in the first kind of, I'd say, three to 10 seconds of, right. of movement. Yep. And it extends that window. Um, it once you use that window, it's not that it's gone. So uh, creatine and phosphocreatine are recycled in the muscle. Right. Um, so why <clears> this is you know huge for climbers in is is just because of the nature of climbing. You're you know going through a really dynamic movement. Potentially, you're resting, or there's an easier sequence between the next dynamic movement, and in that period, you know that creatine is recycling. Gotcha. So it works really well with what you know climbing asks of our bodies mm-hmm. in terms of the the type of of muscle use the type of force generation and then just also the nature of kind of um of of that movement and then rests in between right just like the cycle of power rest power exactly. rest yeah yeah um so, so it would work great for wild iris is what you're saying <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. maybe i maybe i need to try it again i haven't tried creatine since i was young so yeah i'd be maybe I'd be it's something curious. i should give a shot for a month or so definitely i mean it sounds like you're a responder so there are non-responders to creatine mm-hmm. as well um but yep. it sounds like you definitely when you used it last time yep saw the impacts and i think i've seen uh, once again not a ton of studies done with climbers but like it's in uh you know, resistance or strength building exercises, it can be a t- 10 to 20% increase, right. which is pretty big. And now that I'm older, it might make an, a, a bigger difference in a more positive way for me. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then the other things to kind of think about with creatine, <clears throat> you know, everybody asks, you know, how you take it. So creatine is one of those things that, um, in order for it to be a benefit, you're essentially building up your muscular stores of creatine. Right. So that's why. Um, so you kind of front load it all. Is that you don't have to. Okay. But it's going to take longer to be effective sure. or to see that effect. Um, so the the loading and the maintenance phase that you see is mm-hmm. is because you want to realize the benefits faster. So um, gotcha. You know the loading phase is people traditionally recommend 20 grams a day for like five days 
five to seven days, I think, and then you you drop to a maintenance phase of five grams per day. Okay. Um, since then, there have been more specific recommendations based on weight. Um, you know, with like the the loading phase being in the I think it's like three hundred milligrams per kilo and then you're dropping to to like 100 to 150 milligrams per kilo for the maintenance phase um so once again you can you can take that maintenance phase you can take the one but it's going to take um longer to see that you know maximal benefit Mm -hmm. do you have that information on the pump or when they can they look that information up on your website um, you of know what? how to use the pump in that way? We don't have that information on the pump. That's a great idea. I should write uh, write something up on that. Um, we definitely have talked in the past about loading and maintenance. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we should we should be a little bit more upfront with that education. Yeah, I think it'd be interesting for people to know for sure. Um, with the pump, how do you recommend using it? So um, pump has five grams of creatine. So if you're kind of going the route of the slow and steady, mm-hmm. then um, you're just taking a serving a day. If you're going to load, um, you know, at the 20 grams, just to, the 20 grams is in the 300 milligrams per kilo range for, for uh, like a, I think 165 pound guy. My, my, my math might be off on that, but um, for, you know, pretty moderate body size. So it's, it's in that, if you don't want to do the math, it's in that range. So you could load with 20 grams. Um, and so you'd be taking four doses per day. Mm-hmm. Um, pump also has arginine and citrulline malate. Um, so both of those uh, contribute to nitric oxide production, which is a vasodilator. So increases blood flow and oxygenation to your muscles, helps with removal of metabolic byproducts. Um, citrulline malate, actually, they... they is turned into arginine. A lot of arginine is broken down. So um, citrulline malate is kind of another way to boost arginine levels t- for the same reason. Interestingly, malate um, also helps with energy generation through phosphocreatine recycling. Okay. So um, also helps kind of with that and to that end point. Um, also helps with ammonia removal just because citrulline is part of that, of the urea cycle. Um, so okay. it helps get rid of, of waste products. And I, I see that your pump has has caffeine in it. Mm-hmm. You know, if all this stuff helps with energy level, why include the caffeine? I think, um, so caffeine, uh, different people respond differently to caffeine. Um, sure. Some people have five cups of coffee in the morning or even at night before they go to bed. And right. others like myself are a little bit uh, more sensitive to sure. it. I still enjoy a cup of coffee and have it. Um, I think uh, the amount of caffeine in in pump and in gnarly products in general, with the exception of our pre-workout, is pretty modest. So it's 60 milligrams of caffeine per serving. So that's mm-hmm. typically a small cup of coffee. Gotcha. Um, caffeine can help with uh, rate or how you perceive levels of exertion. Um, so it helps with endurance and just energy levels um, in general. Okay. Um, so to that end, um, that's why we include it. Okay. Um, what else is in here that we need to know about in the, the pump? I think I've gone over 
all of it. So it, yeah, it it's, looks like it. Yeah, creatine, arginine, citrulline, malate, and um, and, and it's caffeinated caffeine. from green tea. It says yeah, so, yeah, a natural caffeine source. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Um, another quick question sure. as we're moving on to the the pre workout. If if you're taking pump before your workout, why have another pre-workout? Do the two work together? Are they something that you should be doing separately? Yeah, so we um, we used to call pump a pre-workout. Mm-hmm. But in reality, the main reasons why you're taking pump is for the creatine and the phosphocreatine recycling okay. that you don't necessarily have to take. Um, right before your workout for it to be effective. Okay, gotcha. So, so it just stores it there and mm-hmm. so it's not like I'm going to be working out in 20 minutes I need to take this right now. No. Okay. Yeah. Um, the pre-workout is more of kind of your classic get you all revved up um, product. It okay. has... It, this it has is the a, Maximus this, Pre, this right? This is the Maximus Pre, yeah. yeah. So we worked with Rob McDonald um, from Jim Jones um, to develop this um, it has a lot more caffeine than most gnarly products or all gnarly products. And is, not, is Ro- just a quick question yeah. is, to interrupt you there. Is, sure. is Rob McDonald and Bobby Maximus the same person? <laughs> I think so. Okay. No, yeah, they, or they, they reside in the same body anyway? <laughs> in the same large, powerful, strong body, yes. Okay, yeah. so the get you revved up pre-workout is very fitting then. It is, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, just trying to make a connection there. So. No, no, thanks for that. <laughs> yeah, no, he's a great guy. Um, you know, we've, we've worked with Rob and, and Jim Jones um, in a couple of different aspects. Eli, um, our CEO, and I have both done the level one certification. And um, cool. it's been, yeah, it's been a great relationship. I've learned a lot from them. And Rob's a great trainer and, and just, you know, an amazing athlete. Cool. Yeah. So um, we have to kind of break down what is in this product, 180 milligrams of caffeine per serving. So substantially Three times as much as what you've got in the the pump. Yep. And that's from green tea extract as well. So skip your Red Bull if you're taking the pre. Totally. Totally. Unless you're that special kind of person. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) Who can never have too much. Yeah, exactly. Um, You know, you're drinking a shot shot in the dark at the coffee shop anyways. Um, Yeah, so it has... It has the, you know, that caffeine. It has branched chain amino acids in it, in it as well. So less than our um, free form BCAA product. They're mm-hmm. free form in here as well. But um, in gnarly BCAAs, we have five grams. In uh, the pre workout, we have three and a half grams. Okay. Also in the two to one to one ratio, um, we have five grams of citrulline malate. So also in the pump. In the pump, right. And um, just to remind you that citrulline malate is in there, help with phosphocreatine recycling, which helps with energy um, uh, production, helps with uh, clearance of ammonia, and um, and then also important for uh, vasodilation through the nitric oxide pathway. So just getting oxygen to muscles, getting nutrients to muscles, gotcha. getting waste products away from muscles. Yep. Um, so we have a gram and a half of beta alanine, mm-hmm. which is another supplement that I think 
um, just because of the nature of climbing could be really uh, good for climbers to use. What does it do? Yeah, so beta alanine boosts muscle carnosine levels. Okay. Muscle carnosine is, uh, or carnosine is a, a muscular buffer to acidity. So um, we've all felt the burn, you know, yep. and for a long time, yep. people and were some like- some people just lust after it. Yeah, not me. <laughs> yeah. Not me anymore. Yeah. yeah. Um, for a long time, people were like, ah, the lactic acid, it's eating my muscles. Um, really, that burn is not from lactic acid. So right. while you have lactate in your muscles and you have hydrogen in your muscles, and when you take a sample, those join to become lactic acid, they're actually dissociated. Um, and it's the hydrogen ions that cause the increase in acidity, the decrease in pH. That's, okay. you know, you can actually use lactate as a, your muscles can use lactate as a fuel. As an energy source. Yeah. Right. Um, and they've done studies where they've like infused, you know, somebody's calf, like they on a cycle, <laughs> you know, on a bike, they've had one calf infused with lactate and the other not. And there's, you know, yeah. there's no difference between, um, the burn, you know, produced from either one. So just to kind of clear that up, I think a lot of people still think like the lactic acid is the right. reason. And that's, you know what, I still, I know better, but I still use the term. It's just become a term to me, yep. you know, Yep. and I still use it and I should probably get away from that. But. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't say that it doesn't slip out of my mouth occasionally yep. as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So beta alanine helps with that um, because it, it's a rate limiting step in the production of carnosine by supplementing it with it. You increase muscular levels of carnosine and then it acts as a buffer. Okay. Um, it's similar to, in, in terms of how you dose it, it's similar to creatine in that it just gradually builds up in your muscles. Gotcha. Um, the thing to be aware of, have you ever, have you ever tried beta alanine? No. Okay. It causes something called paresthesia. Okay. Have you ever taken a lot of niacin? Nope. Okay. Uh, niacin causes something different, but it feels the same. Is it this like similar. a numbness? It's like a tingling. Tingling, yeah. Yeah. So um, it, it causes tingling in, in your hands and maybe your ears and your face. Um, that typically, uh, it varies, but most people start feeling that when you get in the range of about a gram. Um, a gram and a half is what we've included in our product. I, I think it's still reasonable and not uncomfortable, okay. but like you will feel your face tingle when you, t when you take a serving of Maximus. Okay. Um, as you get to higher levels, it's uncomfortable. Mm. Like the, the most studies done showing a huge impact of a singular beta alanine dose have been done with about six grams of okay, beta so alanine. quite a bit. Yeah, you you not handling that. You're right. going a little crazy because you're uncomfortable. Right, right. So it's better to to break it up in smaller doses um, with like a couple hours in between those doses. Um, but if you're not, you know, wanting to take 180 milligrams of caffeine a couple times a day, um, you do benefit from the smaller dose, and it does build up in your muscles over time. Okay. So. Um, we also have, uh, glutamine in, um, in the Maximus Pre. So glutamine, uh, has been shown kind of across the board to be lowered in athletes. Um, and 
it's it's linked to immunosuppression and immunodepression. So um, by supplementing with glutamine, uh, potentially you know helps with that and helps with recovery, um, avoid sickness. Um, mm, okay. Yeah. Why is it lower in athletes? Do you think? That's a good question that I don't know the answer to. I, I, all I've seen are studies, um, like study after study, showing sure. that you see glutamine depleted, mm. and because of this, a link link to to the function of immune system. They've tracked athletes to see, um, you know, how often they get sick. Right. Um, the there's some much like a lot of things in science. There's some studies showing supplementing with glutamine helps with that and that people right. that supplement with glutamine get sick less often. Mm-hmm. There are also studies showing no effect. Gotcha. Um, but there's a lot of, you know, anecdotal inf- uh, evidence and, and Rob believes in it. Um, and it's something that he's always supplemented with. Okay. So we've included it in the product. Okay. And you know, my grandma used to always tell me that as much as I worked out, I'm just going to end up getting sick more often so maybe she knew something that science didn't know yet back then glutamine a day keeps the no (laughs) (laughs) of course my grandma told me everything I did was going to cause me to get sick more often so (laughs) who knows yeah so um those are the all the major players um we also have uh ginger and and ginseng in the product okay um for natural sources of energy. Um, yeah, we've had a really good response from people. Um, a lot of pre-workouts out there. Um, similar, we talked a little bit about this with the BCAs. You know, pre-workouts were kind of born in the muscle head, you know, crazy gym right, um, right. world. And therefore, they're not the cleanest or high quality products. You know, sure get products like Jack 3D, you know, that the FDA called back. Um, (laughs) A lot of people were injured by. Um, And, and this product, while it does have a lot of caffeine, um, it it also doesn't give you the jitters and make you crazy that you get from a lot of pre-workouts. It's, it's vegan, like the rest of our products that don't contain dairy. Um, And uh, yeah, everyone that, that we know that has tried it has loved it. And we've gotten it in the hands of of a few of our climbers and and got positive responses. Yeah. Do you know which climbers are using it or like it? Should based on your question to me yesterday, I should have uh, should know that. But um, well, again, I'll go. I don't, I'll go chase them down know. at the I show and find yeah. out what they use. So okay, so we've got the the pump and the pre. And are these things are the pump and the pre things that you would suggest for climbers who are training hard putting a lot of effort into climbing or for recreational climbers do you think it applies to everyone yeah um so i would definitely say for climbers that are training hard um Mm -hmm. and you know as part of that training i think more and more we see like gym training and and maybe hangboard workouts and weighted pull-ups being part of that progression to to climbing performance outside Uh and both of these products uh i think play a role in gym gains and then that transfers to how you climb outside um as well as having an impact on on how you how someone is is working through a problem on an actual route 
Um, I think depending on the recreational climber, you know, um, if you're, you know, climbing V2 and, and your goal is to climb V4, which a lot of people would yeah, would say, oh, they're a recreational climber. You know, you're still... There's some of them are still going hard. Yeah, and you're still looking for a performance gain. You're yep. still asking those same things of your muscles. It's just to a, to a lesser extent. So right. um, I think they could benefit as well. Yeah, give them an advantage. Okay, um, let's move on from there then. We've talked about... The, we've talked about BCAAs in general. Is there something about the gnarly BCAAs that's particularly different? Um, you know, I mentioned in the BCAA podcast about how I use them, which sounds like is similar to the way you do, um, and that you suggest that I start 20 to 30 minutes before the workout and then I just sip on it throughout the workout. Um, anything different about those than than others um i mean we talked a little bit about just kind of how we formulate them um the sourcing the sourcing um you know and again yours is a vegan bca we test for gluten we don't use any as opposed to foamy duck feathers yeah exactly (laughs) nobody wants foamy duck feathers in their supplements um we do so we've gotten the question a lot about kind of people that want to use the maximus pre but then also our bcaa users right because the pre has bcaa in it yeah so um so if you're using the pre before your workout then then taking the BCAs in addition may not be necessary. I, we do have, um, like Rob actually mixes the two. Um, okay. Yeah, to, I was going to ask about that. Can How does it work to mix them? What's the flavor of the pre? So the flavor of the pre is lemon-lime. Um, okay. We have lemon-lime, berry lemonade, and fruit punch of the BCAs. The BCAs They're right. all kind of, um, you know, BCAs in and of themselves, we talked about this a little bit, are, are bitter and mm-hmm. and hard to flavor from a formulation standpoint. Um, the the Maximus Pre has citrulline malate, which is pretty tart. So um, those go together pretty well. Um, yeah, and I think all flavors, I think the only one that I haven't tried mixing together is the fruit punch, but the berry lemonade and the lemon lime work pretty well together. You know something interesting that you just reminded me of, and this is something that I've held on to since childhood, and it's a psychological thing with flavor. I'm bracing myself. (laughs) (laughs) It's a flavor thing for me. If, if I take something whether it be a pre-workout or some supplement that tastes amazing and I just want to have tons of it I just don't believe that it's working as well as if it tastes a little bit like medicine (laughs) (laughs) and that's totally from my childhood of medicine was horrible but it worked so when I have something that has a really strong initial flavor like the BCAAs are definitely strong right off the bat. What flavor did you try? I've tried both. The, okay. well, the lemon lime and the berry lemonade. Okay. Berry lemonade's my favorite. Mm-hmm. And at first it's really strong and then I add a little more water and by the end of the workout, I don't notice the the bitterness at all. It just, yeah. it tastes, I mean, it's something I want to drink. So, but at first it tricks my brain into, oh, this is going to work mm-hmm. because it's a really strong flavor that, 
that I wasn't quite prepared for. Mind is primary. Yeah, um, totally. Yeah. I mean, I think there's, there's definitely something to that. Um, and I think, you know, we talked yesterday about solubility. I think mm-hmm. by also adding that second kind of dosing of water, you're also getting anything that maybe didn't dissolve right, the right. first time around. Um, so I think that's a great strategy. Um, okay. But yeah, so so back to kind of the <laughs> when you use one or the other, um, you can mix them. I think um, it, when you do that, you're getting a little more caffeine. So be aware of that. Although right. we do have decaffeinated BCAAs as well, right. so you can mix those. Um, you're getting more BCAAs, so you're getting eight and a half grams in a serving, mm-hmm. which is totally fine and a reasonable amount. And you could just do three quarters of a serving of the yeah. BCAAs mixed with the pre. Yeah. Yep. You could. Um, and you're getting more leucine. So I, I mentioned um, when we talked about protein that that kind of two and a half to three grams of leucine is what they've shown maximally stimulates muscle protein synthesis. Right. So you're definitely hitting that um, when you mix the two. But if you don't want that, um, <clears throat> you know, I would say taking Maximus Pre before a fitting workout. So um, something where... Something hard. Yeah, something hard. And um, and if you like the way it feels and you feel like you move well on it and it doesn't make you jittery, it might be something to use before you're trying to send your project. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, as everybody knows, you, you want to be level-headed and precise yep. in, in an effort like that. And so if, if you know, Maximus Pre is is a little too much, you know, then sure. then just use it for training. Yep. Um, and, and, and maybe use the BCAAs. And I'll say this about the BCAAs too. Um, yesterday when I was leaving here, I was going to do a, a workout with Dan John that I was extremely nervous about. <laughs> and, and I had used the BCAAs before, knew that I ended up not as sore mm-hmm. afterward, and I didn't bring any with me. I left it all at home and you guys gave me another shaker and some BCAAs and I took the BCAAs into the workout with me and I'm going to work out again tomorrow and I know I'm going to be a little bit sore because we were working on new movements that I hadn't done before but I do feel a lot better at least psychologically knowing that I took the BCAAs into the workout with me and I can go in tomorrow to the next workout not just being a a puddle of goo you know so I know that feeling did you follow up with protein I did actually. Good. Yep. You're all set then. So a chocolate milk. I stopped at the gas nice, station. Nice. <laughs> I'm a big fan of chocolate milk too. Um, all right. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that covers uh, at least pump and pre and then how pre and Yeah. And these are kind of the pre and during workout. Yeah. The pump is kind of a, a slow build over time. Yep. Um, and then we move into the Protein product, or we've got the hydrate. Yeah, so we can talk about hydrate. Um, We've had hydrate for a little bit. We just reformulated it. So it used to be in stick packs, in individual stick packs in a bag, and we're still going to be offering stick packs, but we've now moved to bulk packaging. Sure. um, Both to reduce packaging, reduce waste, in in thinking about how people use it. Right, um, some people just like to preload a bottle with it and have it with them or whatever. Yeah, or, or, or they're using it in Camelback, and so they're going to use one mm-hmm. more than one stick pack anyways. Yep. Um, we've also added more sodium. 
Um, and, uh, you know, hi- our hydration formula is, I know you use Scratch um, yep. Company. I have a lot of respect for and, and really admire the way they formulate their products. Um, it's, it's similar. It's a little bit different in that it's not really a, a source of calories. It does have some sugar to help with electrolyte transport. Right. But, um, the goal is, is for water to replace water and to replace electrolytes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you would be needing to take another kind of form of carbohydrates, protein, fat, um, in order to replace calories loss that you're burning. Um, but it now has 250 milligrams of caffeine in a, or of caffeine, what am I saying? Of sodium in a, <laughs> uh, in a 10 gram serving. It also has um, other electrolytes like magnesium and pot- potassium and chloride. But to a lesser extent, um, sodium is primarily what you lose in sweat and right. primarily and think, what you should replace. I think that's something important just to note is that when you are losing, when you're sweating, when you're becoming dehydrated you don't just rehydrate with water mm-hmm. um, in fact it can be dangerous to super dangerous water just toxicity, to use water. hyponatremia yeah right i mean on the low level you're feeling lightheaded and on the like serious significant issue level you're going into a coma yep so. yep and i hear a lot of people say i don't need that i'll just use water i'll just use water you know and i i think especially on a hot day if you're climbing in the sun you need to be thinking about sodium replacement as yep. well. So I think Definitely. it's really important. Yeah, I agree. Um, I've, yeah, personally felt the effects of not consuming enough sodium yep. on a regular basis. Oh, yeah, same here. It has a huge impact on, you know, not just your health, but performance if you're really trying to go for something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, our product also has uh, B vitamins. So athletes um, definitely need to supplement with B vitamins. Um, it helps with energy metabolism. Um, so we, we have, you know, the B6, B12, niacin um, okay. to, a, to a moderate level. Um, so you're also getting that in, in a serving. Okay. Yeah. So that's... Um, what are the flavors that the hydrate comes in? So we used to have it in four flavors. Um, we've now just kind of stuck with the two most popular. So orange pineapple and ruby red grapefruit. Um, okay. Grapefruit's cool. my favorite, but they're both really good. Um, they're... So they... In the comparison with with, with Scratch, they're a little sweeter because we, we do use um, uh, non-caloric sweeteners. Um, gotcha. So definitely expect that mm-hmm. um but yeah they taste great they mix really well in water okay cool yeah um so that's another kind of non-protein uh product and we can kind of chat about i guess the variations of protein that we have in the line yeah so i mean if you haven't listened yet definitely go back and listen to the the protein uh, episode that we did before you get into what these products are. And then, you know, um, Shane and I will take a break and we'll be right back with the, what the protein products are that gnarly offers. Cool. Uh, my name is Daniel Woods from Boulder, Colorado. I'm a gnarly nutrition athlete. The products that I use mostly through gnarly are the, uh, vegan feast and the BCAA uh, powder. I use the Feast um, mostly in water and I also mix it in like oatmeal and stuff in the morning, like before I'm about to eat. And use the BCAA like right before 
a session and then after a session it's just good for recovery and just getting the head firing and just feeling good cool cool we're rolling uh hey there my name is uh, joe kinder um I've been using a lot of the gnarly products, specifically the hydration and the BCAAs. Both of those are two products I use while I'm training, while I'm at the cliff climbing. Um, the hydration I, I use primarily just to, you know, to keep my body lubed and hydrated, kind of stay limber and feel a little bit less kind of uh, uh, stiff. And I, I feel like it works throughout the day. I usually just fill my Nalgene with it. Uh, usually one of those like liter and a half Nalgene's or the two liter Nalgene's and one of those will usually last me the whole day and as well at the end of the day I'll uh, maybe cram in some of the uh, protein powder for a quickie uh, hope for recovery so I'm not super stiff and crummy feeling the next day because I'm an old man now I'm 37 <laughs> now so I, I need all that little bit of help I can get the flavors, I usually just try to mix up the flavors. It's, it's, I don't know. I, I, I use them all really, you know, the pink, I, I don't even know the flavors to be honest, but I, I use the pink one, the lemon one, the, I use the pink one, I use the yellow one. Um, <laughs> either one of those is good for me. I just try not to like, you know, drink too much of one flavor. Cause I mean, literally I drink this stuff like nearly every day. <laughs> so it's kind of just try to like, you know, vary up the flavors. So Gnarly, you guys should make some more flavors. Maybe try some cherry, some cherry lime. Maybe like bubble gum. Can we bring it back to like old school dentist visits like bubble gum BCAAs? That'd be hideous. But uh, anything that like helps me recover is something useful. So this stuff I've been using for uh, about a year now. It's helped me a lot. So the we've got three products here that I'm looking at. Um, We've got the Gnarly Whey, the Gnarly Vegan, and the Gnarly Feast. And the Whey, you said, is just a it's, – it's a protein supplement. It's nearly pure protein, right? Well, it's a whey protein concentrate. Um, so gotcha. we have a serving um, – we have a serving on our product listed as 22 grams. And in that 22 grams, 12 and a half grams of that is protein. Okay. Um, you know, so if you're comparing it to other protein supplements out there, just be aware that the serving size, we have a sing, a smaller serving size because we just do a single scoop. Sure. Um, but it's it in, in a 45 gram serving, you're, you're getting 25 grams of protein, yeah. which is typical. I think that's something important just to make a quick note of that people need to pay attention to is when you're looking at nutrition facts, always pay attention to what the serving size yeah. is because that that's an easy way for the manufacturer to trick you into thinking you're totally getting a lot out of a small serving. And in reality, they're calling one serving something huge or something tiny so that they can kind of hide what the ingredients are in there. Yeah, or so the, you know, supplement facts or nutrition facts are more digestible. Oh, I'm only getting this many calories. When in reality, if you eat the whole package, it's double. Right. Because um, it's two servings in a package. Yep. Yeah, mm -hmm. so, um, you know, I just wanted to be clear on that. Um, so it's a whey protein concentrate. We, gnarly products in general um, are pretty low carbohydrate. Mm -hmm. um, we'll In a minute, we'll talk about... Uh, kind of a reformulation we're doing that's a little different than that and that's it's not because gnarly nutrition believes that you know you should we're a low carb company or anything like that we just um want to put 
both the sourcing and and quantity of carbohydrates in the hands of our consumers. Right. Um, so we use things like stevia and uh, monk fruit extract and Luhan Gao because they give sweetness, they're easy on the digestive system, they're safe, right. and um, they, they taste good without adding sugars or carbohydrates mm-hmm. to the product. Yep. Sugars and carbohydrates have their role in sports nutrition. We sure. just kind of want people to decide um, when and where they, they get those from. Yeah, so the whey protein um, in, in two scoops, which is what most people take and you're getting in that 20 to 30 gram, mm-hmm. you know, window that we talked about on the, um, on the protein pod podcast, you're getting 25 grams of protein. Um, whey naturally has branched chain amino acids and glutamine. So you're getting about five and a half grams of branched chain amino acids. So you're getting the three grams of leucine that, um, you need to maximally stimulate muscle protein synthesis and then, um, the glutamine as well. Um, we can we include digestive enzymes and pre and probiotics in all of our proteins just to help with digestion and general gut health um, and then also assimilation of the protein. Um, so the whey is just a protein. You're going to be adding right. you're, if you're looking to use it as a recovery, you know, product. You're going to want to be adding carbohydrates adding to that. Adding some sort of carbs, right? Yeah, um, <clears throat> and and some fats. The vegan and the feast um, are more in the meal replacement realm. So they're higher in um, calories. They're higher in fat. They're higher in carbohydrates, although I would say in in their current form, we're about to reformulate feast, but in their current form, um, they're relatively low in carbohydrates. So we still use those non-caloric sweeteners. Um, there is some sugar added to the vegan, um, okay. but... You know, just as a as an example, you know, to compare them, the vegan, you're still getting that 20 grams of protein in a dose, but you're getting 200 calories, you know, as opposed to the 160 you're getting in the whey, you're getting right, seven right. grams of fat. Um, so it's a little beefier. We also include um, vitamin and mineral, uh, uh, the full spectrum of vitamins and minerals. So if you are using it as a meal replacement, you're getting you're getting that as well. Right. Um, and I, you know, and I'm, I'm totally, I don't know anything about being a vegan because I'm not, but I would imagine that as a vegan, because you have to make a more concerted effort to get enough protein, to get enough calories, um, maybe you don't to get enough calories because most Americans get way too many calories to begin with. But I would imagine that having a vegan meal replacement of sorts is going to be super helpful for you if you're a busy person who's working out, who's training, who's performing, going to work, having a full-time job, all that stuff. Definitely. Yeah. And I mean, that's how we, we saw, you know, we saw it in in two kind of different lights is that um, for a normal person, just in everyday life that, that needs the convenience of a meal replacement, like let's make the product for them. Yeah. But also for someone, um, that's out, you know, in the backcountry for four or five days, and also wants a you know heavy source of calories. Um, sure, let's make the product for them as well, and they're not going to be you know like we talked about earlier, bringing you know a backpack full of fruits and vegetables. Right. So having vitamins and minerals in there makes that a, a more complete product for them. Yep. Um, I, I didn't mention this when we I talked about pea protein isolate when we talked about protein, but 
in our vegan we use a combination of pea protein isolate, chia seed protein, and cranberry seed protein. Okay. The majority of that is pea protein isolate, and mm-hmm. and the other two are good. They're they're good protein sources, but largely it's just to make our product delicious. And sure, I would argue that um, it's one of the best, if not the best, vegan protein out there. Cool. I saw recently that Daniel Woods had had just gotten his uh, an order of gnarly products and he had a bunch of the vegan protein yeah um alex honold is also mm-hmm. a big fan of our vegan protein um it's it i think as people are working out their diets and finding out what works for them more and more people are trying kind of vegetable sourced proteins yep. and um just having a complete kind of more calorically dense and nutrient dense product that also tastes good we're winning over a lot of a lot of people which is exciting yeah yeah that's really cool i haven't tried the vegan um how does it taste in comparison to the regular whey protein so it still tastes great there's um whey protein just goes into the solution really well and it's really smooth and vegetable protein no matter how hard it tries is not sure. going to be you know quite that smooth yeah. so um it's a it, there's a little bit of chalkiness but um very i mean har- hardly any i i think it it's a, it's also a thicker protein um, okay. So I think it mixes really well. I actually use it not because I'm a vegan, but because um, my son doesn't do super well on dairy. And so yep. collectively as a family, it's just easier when we're making smoothies to use one, you know, protein source in sure. that smoothie. Yeah. And, uh, and so we use the vegan protein for that reason. And um, yeah, and I, I love it. I mean, I love the switch for us. It works super well. Yeah, I will say taste-wise that... I've never been a fan of protein supplements. Some of them, like you mentioned, aren't very soluble. They don't mix well into water or whatever it is you're mixing them into. Um, And most of them I just don't like the taste of. Mm -hmm. Um, The gnarly, I I liked the taste. In fact, my, my preference was to mix chocolate and vanilla together. And for me that was the best taste that I've had in a protein shake. I've been meaning to try that actually. Cause when you first wrote me, you know, an email with how it was working out, I, um, I was like, Oh, I, I've never tried that. I should try it. Cause I, I love, I'm a, I love chocolate, but I also, yep. there are certain, um, you know, smoothie mixes or whatever that I appreciate the vanilla in. So I, yeah, that, that's definitely my preference. So call it the power company, you know, mix. yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> power company protein. Yeah. Okay, so the feast. What's the what's the difference there? And I I got some of the feast. I didn't get to try much of it because my fiance Annalisa decided that it was going to be her daily thing after she tried it once. And the so, next time I went in to try it, that. it was nearly gone. <laughs> um, but our guy Paul Corsaro, who is our strength and conditioning guy in Chattanooga, he's up at five a.m. He's headed into the gym to train before he trains other people and. And he loved it, and he used it constantly, awesome. and and was a big fan. So, you know, so it's got a good recommendation from Paul already. 
um, and obviously a good recommendation from Annalisa. So, <laughs> so tell me a little about it. It's a meal replacement as well. Yeah. Right? So it's kind of the dairy version of the vegan. There are some differences, but um, to that same kind of note on on being something that you can um, you can use in uh, you know for convenience if you don't have time to cook. Um, it's got more calories. It's got more fat than than our way. Not quite as high on the fat as the vegan mm -hmm. um, currently. We'll talk about why I keep saying currently in a minute. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's got you know full spectrum of vitamins and minerals. Um, it's got a whole foods blend. It's got like all of our protein products, digestive enzymes, and pre and probiotics. So it's just a little beefier. Um, it also has a significant amount of dietary fiber. So 11 grams of dietary fiber per serving. Um, it's, it's just meant to be more satiating, a little beefier of a product. Sure. Um, the feedback uh, that we kept getting from people is that maybe it just wasn't beefy enough. Right. I think it's, I think it's important for people to have something that is a real meal replacement something that they can use on the go, something yeah. that they can use as part of their recovery protocol, whatever that is after they work out. And, you know, something beefy is what a lot of people are looking for. Yeah, I mean, I I love to eat and 200 calories is not a meal for me. Right, you know, yeah, it's a same small here. Snack. Um, so 200 calories in a serving and saying that that's a meal replacement, it, it's just not quite where it needs to be. Mm -hmm. um, so we are reformulating Feast. Um, we're currently out of it on our website in both flavors. Um, we've, we've started working on the reformulation and should be having samples soon. Um, and what we're essentially doing is upping the calories, upping the fat, um, and uh, upping the carbohydrates. Um, so Feast will be kind of our first product where we're kind of stepping out of that low carb, right. um, you know, zone that we're in and and adding easily digestible carbohydrates because we also want the product to be used um, for a recovery protein. So we've talked in, you know, a, a couple of different times about this three to one, four to one ratio. So um, feast will be three to one um, in terms mm -hmm. of carbs to protein. Um, so still 20 grams of protein per serving. We'll have, you know, upwards of 60 grams of protein. Um, and then the the calories will be in the kind of 350 to 400, actually more like 350 calories per okay. serving. So cool. um, it's currently at 200, so upping, almost doubling it. Yeah. Um, and then also kind of simplifying other aspects, adding some, uh, you know, hemp seed powder, chia seed powder, in, and, uh, and uh, gosh, what's the other? Flax seed powder. So um, all seed powders that are really high in good omegas um, to kind of help with inflammation and adding those in doses that are relevant. Um, right. You know, not just like little, you know, pixie dust um, to yep. put them on the label. Yep. And I, you know, speaking of the label, I'm sitting here staring at the Feast label right now. And I really do appreciate that that's something that you guys do. And we mentioned this before in one of the other episodes that you don't just say, gnarly proprietary blend you know you you've got the whole thing listed out here everything that's in it and how much is in it and i really appreciate that just being able to look and see 
and not have to wonder what it is that's in this blend. Yeah, you know? we, um, historically, historically, we had some proprietary blends in our mm-hmm. product, to be fully honest. Um, and if people have been following our labels, you know, over the last two years, we've stepped away from that. So um, in an effort to be more transparent, to be up, you know, upfront with what we put in our product so people can make decisions, yeah. you know, um, you know, inform decisions about whether or not that's the right product for them. Um, yeah, so it's it's something we're actively trying to do. Cool. Uh, anything else you want to say about the products that you have here? Yeah, I'm um, I'm obviously a believer in the product. I'm psyched that they worked for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, you know, I think and one I'm a, of... I'm a skeptic, so... <laughs> So I, I definitely take the the role of I'm not going to believe it until there's a reason to believe it. Um, and I and I had great results. And I'll yeah. write about those on the website when I put these out cool. um, so so that people can know exactly what's going on. And I'll, and I'll talk about it on these as well. But, um, yeah, I, I'm a believer for sure. Yeah, the, I think we value, as a company, we value feedback. So a lot of the reason why we're reformulating fees is because we got feedback from athletes, we got feedback from customers. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we took that feedback and looked at how the product was used and who was using the product and what made sense. Um, and so, you know, if you have a question or if you have feedback on our current line, like, please, like, you know, contact us, let us know. You can get through us, um, to us through the contact information on our website, which is gonarly.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and let us know what you think. You know, I love to get messages saying people, you know, love the product. And I also like to get messages saying like, I didn't like the product and here's why, but you know, tell me yep, why so absolutely. I, can, I can try and make it better. Yeah. And I'll, I'll say this, you know, in closing here that when, when we first talked about doing these episodes and you guys sending product to, to me and all of the coaches, um, you guys were a little reluctant to talk about yourselves. You wanted to talk about what the products do, like what protein is, what BCAAs are, just to educate people. Your, your first mission was educate people. And, and I wanted you to also talk about your products because I think that's really important. You know, you guys want to educate people, but you also believe strongly in what you're doing. And I appreciate the value system that you guys bring to the table and that you're totally wide open with this stuff with the, the successes, the failures, making changes, all of that. So, you know, I, I just, I appreciate your approach to it and I'm glad that I can, share these products with people and let them know what you guys are doing over here awesome thanks chris that means a ton yeah well i appreciate you sitting down with me and let me come and sit in the office for a couple of days and talking to me for hours so, yeah so anytime thanks. you know next time wild iris right yeah totally yep <laughs> we'll do it okay sounds all right good thanks shannon all right thank you so if i had to recommend one gnarly product Actually, I don't know if I could recommend one gnarly product. Um, If it's someone who's really, really busy and doesn't feel like they're getting the nutrition that they need, I would definitely go Feast. Um, And I just heard that they are reformulating the Feast to add more carbs, make it more of a a recovery 
um, drink plus a, a better meal replacement by adding the carbs. And I think that's a great idea. Um, that was its big, that's what it was lacking for me. Um, but anecdotally, for me, I would go BCAAs. Um, they seem to have the most, uh, they made the most difference for me. So that's the direction I would go. And if you go that direction, or if you go any direction, it doesn't really matter. If you want to try gnarly products, you can do it at gonarly.com with the code POWERUP20. That's all one word, all caps. Enter that at checkout. You'll get 20% off. And um, big thanks to those guys. It, it takes a lot out of a person's day to sit down for four hours and have conversations. I know that because I do it all the damn time. Um, and they were great about it. Um, so thanks, Shannon. Thanks, Eli. Thanks, everybody over at Gnarly. I really appreciate it. And uh, if you guys are out there looking for us, we've got a live board meeting coming up in, well, two days from now. So the 14th of October at Red River Gorge at Land of the Arches at 8 p.m. If you're around, come and see us. Uh, then I will be in Salt Lake City for the Climb Strong Performance Coaching Seminar. After that, I'll be in Bozeman, Montana, and I will be at Spire Climbing Center for a little over a week or so, about a week. Uh, Nate will be there as well. We'll be doing a bunch of workshops, private sessions. Um, really excited for that because I've got, you know, I've, I've made some, uh, some good friends in Bozeman um, and some great connections there, and I'm really excited to visit that community. Uh, and then we'll be out in Knoxville in December. Um, we'll be at Onsite Climbing Gym, and we'll also be doing an event at Crux Conditioning, our guy Paul Corsaro's gym in Chattanooga, also in December. So be on the lookout. Uh, come and find us. You can find us on the Facebooks. You can find us on the Instagrams. You can find us on the Pinterests, or at least you can find photos on the Pinterests. I think that's what they do there. You will not, however, ever find us on the Twitters because we don't tweet. We scream like eagles. This time to build. 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 This time to build.